0: We would like to acknowledge the Gadigal peoples of the Eora Nation as the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay our respects to their elders past, present and future. Welcome to sit with us the podcast I'm Ella and I'm Dom and this is your invite to sit with us and chat about all things relationships reality tv pop culture and everything in between. It is
1: inclusive Mm. it is no matter who no matter where you are in the world come sit with us come listen come chat Mm. come engage. Hold on it's about to get real. All right, guys. Welcome back to episode two of Sit with Us. Episode two. Oh my god, we're getting in there, babes, and I think today is is juicy. We're getting yeah, it's a big one. This episode is going to cover a lot that I think everyone's been waiting to hear. Mm, So, what do we
0: think it is, guys? (laughs) It's (laughs) Obvious, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know what's the elephant in the room? <laughs> I want to start it off
0: and talk about first impressions. First impressions of you and I. Yeah, I remember it like it was yesterday. Honestly, I do as well.
1: Yeah, it was a great night. It was it fun. Was hens night,
0: and I hen's feel like hens night. I like. I can hear me saying that on the night. <laughs> it was like hens
1: night. <laughs> Oh, I was so bloody nervous.
0: Yeah. I was excited. And that's why they didn't, I feel like they didn't show any of my like pre voxies leading up to it because everyone's like, aren't you really nervous? What if the girls don't like you? And I was like, I'm not nervous. I'm just excited.
1: I think they showed a lot of me because I was shitting myself. Yeah. But you were (laughs) also
0: the first one. Oh, my. Yeah. You were the
1: first one there. So that's. Love that. I was, I honestly remember just talking to myself for like 10 minutes, waiting for the next person to come in. And then it was Celine and I called her Selena. So that was
0: confusing though. There was a Celine and a
1: Selena. Like, Come on! That took me forever to get my head around. I think I did it about ten times as well. Any one of the boxes, I was like, (laughs) "Celine, Selena." First impressions of you, I just saw this gorgeous woman walking in with this long dark hair, and I just your energy straight away. I just saw the smile and just your Mm. energy walking in, and you just had this like oozed confidence, but like this nonchalant Mm. confidence. And I just was like, "I like her," you know. I, I liked you instantly. I really, I, so, I, just, I just felt your vibe, yeah. And then I remember, like, we kind of had a break shooting, and and you sat next to me, and we were talking, and I don't even remember what we talked about. Is it
0: somewhere like on the couches on the side? Yes, yeah, do. yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember.
1: I think we talked about uh, jewelry. I loved your earrings because you were wearing the Cartier earrings. Oh, the bang, yeah, yeah, the, 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 the like the hoops. I yeah. was like, ooh. I was like, I like her and I, now I like her even more because oh, bitch so has got style. I remember walking in and seeing you
0: because you were the one that got up and you were like, there's another one here. Mm. I remember. And I just remember thinking, yep, she is loud, but I like it because I can be loud too. I, 100% I can be. And yep. I knew that you were going to be someone who would say exactly what was going on. there would be absolutely no fucks given no shit talking like just straight to the point and that's what i really admire about you because i've got friends like that at home yeah i mean that really became clearer and clearer and crystal clear by the end like it's just crazy though like how people were you know having a dig or having a go at your voice and your tone but for me like (sighs) i just never like really took it ever in the way that other people did. Like I just did not I think that's what shocked me the
1: most about, I mean, let's, let's talk about it. Like okay. retreat. Yeah. A lot went down at the retreat, which was kind of like midway through the season. That was when the
0: most crucial events occurred. That's yeah. when the divide started. That's when people really started to take these sides and Create. It felt just like war in there and, like, so toxic. Like, the retreat was no retreat.
1: The retreat was, number one, the Hunger Games. Do you remember, like, we were hardly fed, number one. And then it just felt like there was war. It was like, who's taking whose side? There was just obviously some really bad... Lies. Yeah. And there was also you know, unresolved issues going into the retreat with you and some of the girls. Yes. So there were things that w- we. Which didn't make it easier. Yeah, and I of think, course. you know, it, it really did all come to a head on that second night, mm. which in the episode was actually just the first night. Oh, yeah. The first night didn't go to air. Yeah. The first night didn't even go to air, guys. So, yeah, that's right. So they just saw the girls' night. We, we had, had a dinner. Yeah, and yeah, remember, yeah, an yeah, owl yeah. wanted to do that poem for yeah, Sam. Yeah, yeah. And that was just. Oh my god that was so bad. Like that was I felt and so bad and Cody had a
0: they had their disagreement on that night I remember. Yeah, so much there happened. There was so much that didn't get
1: shown and Brent and Tamara had a huge fight. Oh my god. Yeah there was so much. I mean let's just say that you and Mitch. We had the best time. Literally, we're the only couple that didn't fight. We literally had
0: the best time. We could not wait to go to the retreat and just like have fun with everyone, have fun together, have a good time. But then by the end, you were like, cannot wait to get back to Sky Suites. Oh my gosh, we were like, our little apartment at Sky Suites could never have looked any better. Like, get me the fuck back there right now,
1: mate. Give me back my little private, secluded room away from everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, look, it it really did all come to a head though at the girls' night. The girls' night. night. Yeah. The girls' night, I mean, It'll go down in history as probably one of the most intense moments on Australian reality TV. It was intense, babe. And then, I mean, look, the episode was intense, but the actual night Mm. in itself, let's break it down. Let's really break it down because, you know, you really did only just see one Mm. conversation that we had and that dinner really did go for a while. You know, I yeah. remember we I got think it there. It was about four hours. Yeah, four it was four hours. hours.
0: Yeah, you had a rough day because you had a fight with Jack. I had the roughest mm-hmm. day. You Had a shit day with Jack. I remember I was up on the balcony, up in my room, and <laughs> I heard you guys screaming at each other. And I think I said to my Vixy, "I'm like that was swearing." Because when you're
1: swearing at your partner yeah. when you're fighting, that's when you're really fighting. Jack and I really we had a rough day. We I think that's when our emotions and our feelings for each other were heightening, and mm. we were getting scared. Mm. I know for me personally, that's when I got. To to a point where I was like, oh my God, well, I really like this guy, but I don't want to stuff it up. But I also feel like I want more from him right now and I'm not getting that. And it's like, oh my God, I'm taking everything to heart. We clashed a little bit. I was feeling very delicate. Mm -hmm. I was feeling very emotional. I was getting homesick. You know, I just felt really out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So going into that girls' night dinner and having to sit at a table with some women that, you know, you don't particularly want to sit at a dinner with, mm. you know, there was a few things that had gone down at the previous week with Carolina that I had said to oh, Carolina yeah. that I didn't agree with the way that she spoke to Dion and there were some other women that didn't necessarily agree with the way that I addressed that issue. I just want to make it clear. At those commitment ceremonies, they do tell you that it is a group environment. It is an environment where you need to speak up and talk and speak your mind, even though the experts are there and they're giving their advice. You know, I think some people seem to forget that, that, you know, the commitment ceremonies are this team group forum for all of us to talk about. Our relationships as well as have the expert
0: and it's probably the the scariest I would say yeah like every commitment ceremony you get on that couch you're in front of everyone oh. and it's scary because you've oh, probably I, I mean I know for me I had a lot of issues that I wasn't voicing because yeah. I was protecting Mitch yeah. and it was so scary to get on that couch and not know what I'm gonna say or what they're going to ask and in front of everyone like yeah. Put aside whatever the whole country's watching. That to me was never the issue. You never think of that it when was you're more, there. Yeah. It's more so like the group. Yeah. You know, I don't want to put down my, my person who I'm here with right now in front of everyone so that everybody else can have a judgment. Yeah. And I already knew that Mitchell was struggling, so I didn't want to make it harder for him. So I really did beat around the bush yeah. when I was on that couch. But it's the scariest part, I think, of the experiment is, is getting is. on that couch. And I mean,
1: look, I'll give it to Carolina. Yeah, she really didn't hold back. But I mean- Mm. I'm not going to give her a free pass for being a bitch. Yeah, like no. and, I, and I and I stand by that. I yeah. don't take any of that back. The way that she acted was abhorrent, mm. and mm-hmm. I think and I and I did and I said it at the retreat, and I'll say it again. I mean, if that was her son being spoken to by a mm. woman, how would she really feel? Yeah, regardless of the fact that she wasn't getting along in her relationship with mm. him, I don't think that. Just because you don't like someone doesn't mean you have to be absolutely horrible to them. Correct. We're not going to get
0: along with everyone.
1: Yeah. We don't have to like everyone. And
0: which is the crux
1: of what happened at the retreat and the girls' night. Yeah. We went back into that conversation and I think it was brought up that I don't remember if it was Sam or Olivia that brought up that I had said something about Carolina that I didn't want to be her friend. I think it was one of those girls. Actually, no, I think it was Olivia. I'm pretty certain it was her. And re-watching that back, it's just like, the pettiness of that mm. comment at a time where there was friction in the mm. room and then that and it's like, wow, okay, so we're going to bring up the fact that I said and and I, and I stand by it, I didn't want to be her friend. Mm. I don't want to be friends with people who I think are rude mm. and disrespectful. But we don't have to be friends with everyone. Exactly. So I didn't get why that was brought up in that conversation. Well, they
0: were really probably just finding any reason to, you know, Start something off. They came into the girls' night. Like, what did Olivia say? She said that her and Jackson were having a joke about a crocodile and a shark or something. If Carolina and Dominica would go, it'd be like a shark and a crocodile. Mm.
1: Guess you would win? The fucking fucking shark, shark, the shark always fucking wins, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> fucking great white. I'll come at you. And uh, <laughs> seriously. But uh, it just, it's, honestly, I never felt so much like I was back in high school. Like, I'm talking year seven. Mm. Like, we're 15 Mm. and shit is, it's your lowest point, mate. Bringing that as as a group of 20-something women sitting at a dinner
0: table. It just, like, the look on my face, and I'm so glad they captured that little, my my face in the corner, my eyes were wide open. I just couldn't believe what I was hearing and saying what was going going down. Like, I love Coco's remake of it, by the way. Coco. Shout out to Coco. Like that was just (gasps) perfect. But I just remember sitting there thinking, what the actual F is going on? Where am I? I'm back in high school. What like I just I still am speechless to this day about the events that went down and the behavior and the language and the just everything. Like it's truly. Amazing. I've never met women like that in my whole life. And it reminded me why I don't surround myself with women like that in my life. Like there is reason why I don't have that drama yeah. around. Because but, it's But when
1: you're in maths, you can't You can't es- you can't escape yet. that. You can't. You are not forced because you're never forced to do yeah. anything, but you are put in this position mm. and you're put in that scenario where it's like, Well, hang on, mm. you've got to sit with these people at a dinner table you've got for to exist hours with them. on end. Yeah even though you can't stand them. yeah, And, you know, by that time, I understood what I'd got myself into. You know, there was hours on end when we would have to be together Mm. and be respectful and, you know, whatever. I don't have to like you, but I'll give you the respect. I'll give you the time of day, all right? But when it came to going to that level of being so petty, that is when I think the triggering of a lot of my past traumas really started to come out. And I think there was a comment from Carolina that was like, oh, that's such a shame because I really want to be your friend. And then having the other girls laugh Mm. at that comment. Mm. I feel like everyone says that they were bullied in high school. Everyone to a certain point has been Mm. or felt left out or felt, you know, that people have been rude to them. But that comment there. Yeah. Yeah. Like it really makes me emotional even to this day mm. because that is the actual crux of making a person feel on the outside of a group, feeling mm. like they are socially isolated, yep. feeling like we don't want you here. Mm. And I think that is is what really triggered a lot mm. in me. And then obviously shit hit the fan from there when <sighs> – Olivia said some pretty vile things about my voice and about that I scream at Jack and she yeah. hears me every time I go to the bin. Yeah.
0: So v- let's make it clear <sighs> as yeah. well for yeah, yeah. I guess the people who did watch the math's journey and the whole girls' night and what really went down. What was it that pushed you over the edge? What was it that pushed you to breaking the glass? and being in that place that you haven't been to in a really long time? What was it that did trigger you and push you to get
1: there? Honestly, Ella, like at that point in the experiment, I was starting to feel really... Alone and like mm. I had you, I had Jack. And and it's a weird feeling, and I don't even mm. know why I felt like that. And we were halfway, we were deep. We, we were, were deep in the experiment. We were deep in there, but I started to feel a divide. Yeah. And I think as human beings, we're pack animals. Mm. We want to feel included. Of we course. want to feel like we, we have, have a tribe. We want a tribe, yeah. right? And at that point, I was really feeling like I don't have a fucking tribe. Yeah. Like it's it was a weird divide. Mm. And then, you know, obviously I'd had a really shit day. Yeah, with Jack. Yeah. With Jack. And Coming to that dinner and having to sit there and then hear this at me, first off being joked at and then everyone laughing at that mm-hmm. joke, yeah, that hit a chord. Mm. And I really have to struggle right now to not get emotional about mm. it because it really triggers something within me of like being bullied in school, being mm. socially isolated. We want people to be our friends. We want to be liked. Of course. I literally feel right now like I'm sitting there and I can feel it and it's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I think the comments that came about me being too loud and Mm. I'm not good enough and that the way I am is, is shit. Mm. And I scream at Jack. That sent me over the edge. I've really tried to bury a lot of past traumas from as a child being told by family members. You know, I come from a big Italian family and my coping mechanism. Of being in socially awkward situations was to be loud and to mm. make myself to deflect from from a lot of things that was happening in my family. Coming from a big Italian family, specifically on my dad's side, there was a lot of family issues there, and I won't go into it because it's private. But there was a lot there that you know a lot of divide in the family, and I think from a very young age, I used me being loud and out there and and trying to deflect as a way of coping. Mm. So, for me, that's just who I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's sometimes when I'm really anxious, I talk too much and I mm. talk too fast. And, mm. la la la. and I think in that moment of being told those things again mm. and in a way that was meant to be so hurtful, and honestly, it was. It was a jab at me. It was a stab to make me feel like shit. Mm. And it was intended to hurt me. Of course it was. And- Yes, I accept that breaking a glass was never the right way to go about it. Never. The second I did it, I was like, Domenica, that is so wrong. When I watch it back, I don't try to make excuses for that behavior. I watch that back and I see someone as in myself. I watched it back and I just saw my face change. Mm. I just saw that hurt Mm. of years of going through therapy to try and be okay with who I am, mm. come back. And I think in that moment me smashing the glass was like I'm trying to deflect and I'm trying to protect myself from <sighs> being hurt. That was me trying to be like stop.
0: Mm. Breaking point. They pushed you to breaking point. They just wanted to keep pushing and pushing and, and pushing. And I'm not
1: excusing the behaviour and I'm not blaming it on anyone yeah. and I want to make that known and mm. I know it can it some people will come off and say that I'm just – excusing it and I'm blaming it.
0: No, and I always said that as well. I said, you know, obviously the, yeah, the breaking the glass was not the right way to go about And I knew straight away I'm that just, Dom would, you know, feel terrible oh, and regret it straight away.
1: The moment but, I did it. Like, yeah, no, and
0: I knew that. I knew that.
1: And re-watching it back, it just really cemented that holy shit, that poor, like I just saw myself and I just mm. saw like 10-year-old me. mm being made to feel like i wasn't good enough mm. and i saw that behavior of breaking the glass as a deflection
0: mm.
1: and a, a a coping mechanism for me to be like stop mm. and it wasn't the right way to do it mm. and i've from that moment on i've literally just been trying to help myself to be better and recognize mm when I reach that point, what to do. And I should have removed myself. I should have just walked away. But also in normal day-to-day life, people don't push you to that limit. Yeah.
0: They don't. Yes, we're on maths, but moving forward, that sort of stuff shouldn't happen. We shouldn't have that sort of energy or environment in our life that push us like an individual to push you to that kind of point. That won't happen again.
1: Yeah, I know. And it literally makes me so – Emotional and talking about it. Watching that episode, I watched it with my mum at my house mm. and we just sat on the couch and cried together. Yeah.
0: I remember I was watching it with my mum and I think we were messaging. Yeah. And I remember we were
1: FaceTiming ads. Yeah. And, and I just saw just, like the look on my face. Yeah. I just, whoa, like, holy shit. I regret smashing the glass with every being in me and I wish mm. I'd never did it. Not because of what happened afterwards, but because that is not who I am. Mm. Yes, it was my action, it was my behaviour, but it's not who I am to my core. Mm. And I really hate that I did it because it really just, it took away from me trying to get my point across. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, I think it gave a lot of people what they wanted from me.
0: Mm.
1: It gave them like, oh, here we go. She is a, and this is words coming from other people, I don't think I am this, mm. violent aggressive, Mm. that kind of stuff. I would never see myself as that. I am Mm. literally the kind of person that sees a cockroach and is like, I can't even kill this cockroach. Like, please, like, you know what I mean? I'm just, I don't see myself as like that at all. Also, just because I'm loud doesn't mean I'm aggressive. No. Let's just get that straight. It feels to me as though there's a lot of stereotypes there in Mm. terms of like my culture, Mm. uh, where I was brought up. I'm proudly brought up in Western Sydney. Mm. I proudly come from a big Italian family. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if that scenario taught me anything, it taught me you fucking be you, Domenica. Yeah.
0: I love the culture. I love the loud. You know, it's coming from a place of passion. But passion. that's where that's where I understand it. Like passion. When I first became mates with my one of my best friends Ellie now, who's just had a baby. Um, oh, little Arlo. Yeah, little <laughs> Arlo. I remember when I first went over to her house, going back about eight or nine years, and everybody was yelling and I was sitting on the couch and I, my eyes just lit up and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, I feel so awkward. Everyone's fighting right now. Every, yeah, you think they're fighting. I'm like, oh, my gosh, everyone is fighting. I'm like, do you, want, do you want me to, like, step outside, Ellie? And she's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, everyone's fighting. And she's like, <laughs> babe, we're just sorting out dinner. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Oh, okay. I love that story like, so much. Hey, we're, not, we're not, we're not fighting. We're just chatting with each other. And they'd be screaming and yelling. And from that point on, I was like, oh, this is just the way they talk then. So I just got used to it really but quickly. But you educated yourself. Yeah. You educated I, yourself yeah. on that environment. I think because I have been around people with loud voices, mm. I am loud too now. <laughs> like I just, my voice also just, I don't know. My mum can always say she hears me from miles away. And, and Belinda, <laughs> when, when
1: we're both back home in Melbourne. Yeah,
0: she's like, guys. She's like, wow, we can literally hear you when you've parked the car. We know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she actually
0: said that to us when we got she did. there last time. Because when DOM, it's oh. like we're both loud, so we're trying to be like louder than each other. The volume just keeps Love going it. up. Oh, my
1: God. It's but, funny. Honestly, it was it was breaking point, and it was it was. I mean, in terms of my experience in maths, but Mm. also in the storyline of our season, Mm. you know, so much came from that. I mean, let's talk about the aftermath Mm. of that. Yeah, I mean, I obviously was hysterical. Like, yeah. So once, so
0: once the fight went off, the. Glass was broken. It was placed back down on the table. It was not waved around like a weapon. Let's just confirm that and reconfirm that and confirm it one more time. It was never waved around as a weapon. I was the one that was sitting next to Domenica and yeah. it was placed down right in front of me.
1: I also want to make it very clear that in an interview, mm. Olivia said that glass got in Carolina's mouth and in Kate's eye. Oh, yes. Which is the biggest load of bullshit mm. i don't remember That's, any first aid or i don't remember anything i don't remember i mean carolina kept talking so well, i don't you, left you left I and mean, then but she like, just kept going on, on tv got, yeah yeah no i mean know, I, I was there kate didn't like yeah. nothing happened to her so i don't understand why the lies I, i'm sick of Olivia, Mm. not being held
0: accountable for her lies. Look, I just think what it really comes down to, and maybe this is me just being that level-headed one, right? Mm -hmm. What I really think is that if it was a very dangerous situation, if someone was at risk of being hurt or assaulted or whatever the terminology that's been used, if there was any risk of that happening, Channel 9 would not air it. They would not let the cameras keep, rolling. If someone no. was about to get hurt, cameras would have been like, cut. cut People they would, would have run jumped in. Exactly. People would have been like, guys, break it up. Stop this, that. There was not a movement. The cameras kept rolling. Nothing. The girls kept going. The only movement that happened was a camera following me when I yeah. ran off crying. <laughs> when you removed yourself. That was it. So if there was at any point in
1: time, risk of someone being injured or hurt, the cameras would have stopped. They would have called it. And also I just want to make it clear that if at any point they are, had asked me that I needed to be removed from yeah. the show, mm. I would have copped it. Yeah. And I said it to the producers on that mm-hmm. day. I said, look, if I've crossed the line, yeah. I have to go. I took 100% accountability for what I did mm-hmm. and I was beyond apologetic from the word go, really. But what I saw on the show, because mm. I didn't know any of this. Yeah, of
0: course, you left. What
1: I, sh- what I saw that happened on the show when I walked away was another story. And I think that is for you to talk about because you lived
0: it, you were there. Producers came in. Yep. You know, obviously we were checking, everyone's all good, everyone's okay. Everyone yep. was sort of like, what the fuck's just happened? And I was like, yeah, well, you know, you poked the bear. I said, I saw that something was going to happen. I knew something was going to happen because you guys just kept pushing her and pushing her. And I think there was a point where. You know, we did have to stop for a bit yeah, just for everyone to sort of gather their thoughts and figure out what's next. Mm. Um, And then, you know, we picked things back up, sitting around the table discussing what's just gone down, where's Dom, mm. she's just, you know, gone over there to take a break. And that was when you'd removed yourself. I just
1: was crying for my mum, yeah. truly. Like I was crying for my mum. I wanted to go home. Yeah. It was like 1am and... I remember being to the producer. I like, can I get my phone? I want to call my mum, and they're like, "Don't you'll you'll freak her out." Mm. Which in turn, like, actually was probably good, it was it good, was a good choice. Good move. Because yeah, because if I call my mum one a.m. hysterical, oh, she would have she would have. she probably would have got
0: in the car and oh, just come 100%, straight to you, yeah. Like,
1: and I didn't realize what was happening while you I were over was over there, yeah, thawing out. So then you, Jack came, Jack yeah.
0: came over, Jack, because yeah. the boys, Jackson's yeah. bumped into you. Yeah. When I you... mean, we
1: saw all of that. We saw yeah. Jack come and console me. He put everything aside, which just goes to show the fucking awesome guy he he's is. He's amazing, he's amazing, we and love him. I love him to death. Yeah, I mean, what really bothered me about the whole scenario was Mm. the aftermath when we went back into the kitchen in the main house yeah what went down so producers made us
0: some of us i don't think it was all of us it was just some of us i think it was sam olivia carolina selena because i think tamara wasn't there it I was not think so because she stayed in the other house other, that yeah, I yeah, was yeah. in. Yeah. So producers sort of like made us go back and I remember we were standing outside waiting for the queue to go back in. And, and all the men were the, in there. Yeah, all the, me, all the boys were inside and I just remember Olivia, like she just couldn't wait to get back in there and tell everyone what happened and kept making jokes. Oh, yeah, our girls night was really fucked and this and that. And I was just standing there in silence. I was just standing there in absolute silence listening to everything that they were saying and I'm like, oh, God. What is gonna go down? So you kind of had a vibe of like, oh my yeah. god, we're gonna get in here. And we're it's gonna, gonna get be in here. Show. Yeah, there's gonna yeah. be things that are gonna be said. All right. And then I just walked in. I remember we all walked in, and I went straight to Mitchell, and I just went straight up to him, and he was like, "How's the night?" I'm like, "I don't want to talk about it." I actually, the first thing I said yeah. was, "I don't want to talk about it, babe." And I remember turning around and hearing Olivia being like, "Oh, it was you know, great girls' night." And I sort of just turned around, and I said, "I think I just like poked Mitchell or something," and I was like, "Oh." Here we go. I mean, she took center stage. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah it was she like did. she was waiting she, to she get in there and go back in there and tell everyone.
1: Yeah, which further reinstates that she wanted to socially isolate yes. me and literally alienate me and you from. You the weren't there. You weren't there. I wasn't Jack there. wasn't there. So it was really her word,
0: and if I wasn't there, it would have only been her word. So. I was sort of in the kitchen and I was chatting with Dion as well. And I think I gave him a pretty brief download quickly. Like mm. I was like chatting with Dion and Mitchell and I was like, yeah, look, there was a bit of a fight. The girls, you know, back and forth. Dominica smashed a glass. And I s- said to Dion, it was, you know, she just broke the glass. It was nothing. It was, like, nothing, you know, violent or anything like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then in the back, in the corner of my ear I could hear Olivia sharing her story. And I think what everyone would have seen on TV is, yeah, my head sort of just turned and then I sort of came towards the table a bit and I was just sort of listening. And that's when Dion came in and was like, like, his voice was quite loud yes, and he was like, yeah, oh, she yeah. used it as a weapon or something. And Olivia's like, yes, she used it as a weapon. She waved it in front of my face. She waved it
1: in front of my face and she actually went like this. Mm. I think I was
0: like more just in my mind, I'm like, fuck, what is going on? And in those moments when you are in a group scenario, yeah, with men and women and you know that it's going to be only your word to stick up for someone here, it's scary. It's scary because you are 100% sticking up for a friend but also a situation where there's all these other girls there. That that were there? Yeah, (laughs) everybody was there. Like, all the girls were there and nobody was saying anything. So that's when I was like, well, she wasn't waving it around like
1: a weapon. Like, that's not what happened. Which made the TV show, when you said that, everyone at home would have been like, thank you, yeah. she didn't wave it around. Yeah. So you can understand why there would have been animosity towards Olivia yeah. when the show went to air mm. because But also I just that don't happens. understand
0: like how she thought that she could say that it was being waved around as a weapon when there was six cameras on her.
1: I mean she continued to say it not only at that night but for the rest of the season until but it got like, aired at reunion. You can't lie
0: on a reality show when there's cameras on you she's come out now saying like that you know that she sort of was just speaking in the moment and she was angry and worked up and mm-hmm. she knows that's not what happened and it wasn't the case and everybody in australia and but the she UK
1: perpetuated came. that yes. she perpetuated the lie she tried that I do. to
0: she tried to yeah. she tried to get away with lying to socially isolate you she didn't achieve that she continued to um, do it when the show was airing as well yes like that's something i don't i will never forgive mm. We know it didn't happen. Yeah. The country oh. knows it didn't happen, and that's what matters. Yes. You know, it is. 100%. And in the moment when it was airing, it really was her word
1: against the nations yep. because everybody saw the footage. Yeah. And we also, guys, you've got to remember that obviously Ella was the only one there that said, mm. hang on, she didn't wave it around as a weapon. Mm. But everyone else there, especially the men, mm. you know, obviously Mitch would have believed you yeah. and Dion was like, hang on, hang yeah. on. But everyone else – Literally believed that I did that. Yeah. So I had to be in a group environment with people who thought I waved a broken glass around to threaten someone. That in itself explains a lot of why the next night when I did my apology, I was shit fucking scared. Mm. Like I had nervous diarrhea. Mm. That's how. Anxious I was. Oh, God, I hate nervous diarrhea. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing oh, and it yeah. happens because the it blood rushes there. Yeah. Going into that final barbecue. At the retreat, yeah. At the retreat that we had, you know, obviously Jack and I arrived at the barbecue last. Mm. Then there was the encounter when Olivia came up to me wanting to hug me. I think there was hi, babe or something. Yeah. After I said no to hugging and kissing her and greeting her in that way, There was a, like, oh, I'm just trying to be the better person. Mm. I don't really understand that. Mm. I'm a person that if something happened like that, Mm. I can't just get on with it and kiss and make up and be bullshit. Like, that's not how I work. Well, at least not yet. Give me a minute. Let's chat first. Give me a hot minute before we hug. You haven't even... Like you screamed at me less yeah. than
0: 24 hours ago. You
1: screamed at me, yes, I broke a glass, but you screamed at me and said some really mm. offensive, horrible things mm. to me. So let's just chat about it. Mm. So obviously we get to the, the dinner table mm. and we're sitting around and I swear to God I was shitting myself. I, I was waiting for everyone to come and sit around and I was waiting for the right moment when everyone was quietening down and, like, I was like, okay, I need to have my peace now and I never forget the way my leg was Like, I was so tense Mm. under the table. I was holding Jack's leg. I was like this, like literally shaking, Mm. right? And, you know, I don't know if you remember fully, but, like, I did take long pauses. Oh, of course I remember. I I was really trying to get my words right. I remember Um, sitting there just being like, yep, she's thinking this through
0: and I'm glad. Because I was like, she needs to think before she speaks tonight and she needs to be articulate and she needs to take her time. And that's what you said to me before yeah. that afternoon you go, I, babe.
1: Yeah. Take your time. And I, cool, I remember that this morning,
0: yeah, I was like, you need to apologise to the women. I do think that's what 100% you need to do. Really? I, I knew yeah. straight away I and needed to do that. Yeah, I remember having that
1: conversation. I also just want to say, because I have heard – Olivia say in a podcast that she thought that I didn't want to do an apology, that the producers forced me to have an apology to the group and to her, which is completely false. The apology was the first thing that I wanted to do. Mm. I wanted to go back that night and have an apology, Mm. but it obviously was like 2 a.m. It it wasn't going to happen, right? So I knew the next day it needed to be an apology. It needed to be said to the whole group, to all the women that were there, and also the men. And For her to come out and say that it wasn't genuine, it was a forced apology, the producers made her do it, is completely false and it's Mm. actually- I didn't know that she said that. It's really disgusting and and hurtful, actually. I mean, I know that you and I had a conversation together and,
0: you know, when we were isolated from the group that day, when we were sitting in the sun, we just just knew that was
1: the right thing to do anyway. Uh, Of course. And you wanted to. Oh, my God, I wanted to, right? That apology was- From my fucking core. Yeah, I know. It was. It was very hard. It was the hardest thing to have to talk to a group of people, Mm. talk to these people I've spent a lot of time with, Mm. not only these people at the table, but all of the producers, all of the cameramen, all of the sound people, everyone, right? And to have to do that and know I was coming into this scenario with so much animosity, so much animosity against me. You know, I had Carolina sitting in front of me, giving me these eyes that I just I can't even explain. And then Olivia sitting there as well, being like mumbling under her breath, which I didn't hear in the moment. I was sitting.
0: Next you were to, kind of sitting next I was to exactly opposite her. Like yeah, I heard yeah. her say the Xanax thing. I heard her say the cyanide thing. I heard her say all the comments. Mm. And when you removed yourself after your apology. I actually stood up and I had a go at her. I did. I was like, Olivia, why are we still going? She just apologized. We're done. And I actually removed myself from that dinner. Mm. And I oh, went yeah. to the pond having a little hissy fit. And the cameraman did follow me, and Mitchell did come after me as well. But I was like, because you would had enough. You would be I like, I was come like, on, I just why? Can't we, like, why? why? Why are we still going? Dom just apologized. Why are we some at reason, this petty level? She just didn't think it was genuine which is like the most insane thing that I've ever heard because it was like one of the hardest apologies I knew, Jack knew, all of us knew. Matt had your back, Dion had your back. Everybody was like, we accept your apology.
1: Yeah, and all the, and the other women other than Carolina, she was never going to accept it. No, and she wasn't. And look, in hindsight, okay. in hindsight, now when I look back and I see all of the things that mm. were said about me in terms of burner at the stake mm. and I'm going to go there, white trash, mm. all of those comments that happened – behind closed mm. doors that obviously I wasn't, like, That's I didn't hear that. Like, we didn't see any of that in there. And then when I see the way that she didn't accept my apology, I can see why she didn't accept the apology because she was coming at me with burner at the stake yeah. and calling me white trash. Yeah. She was never going to accept my apology. Mm. And I genuinely, when I went there to apologise, I thought that was a fucking genuine apology. We can move on and mm. we can accept it and we can leave it. Okay. Yeah, we're never going to be friends. Let's just be amicable. Yeah. And when I watched it back and I saw all of the hurtful and hateful comments that came in that episode, I understood. Mm. She was never going to accept that apology. And I've got to be okay with that. What am I going to do? I can't force a person to accept an apology. What does matter, though, is in another podcast, Mm. stuff being said about me and that my apology was scripted by producers mm. that it was bad acting because I had to pause to remember my lines wow it's just crazy man the things that it like has be like, that
0: she came up with the about craziest it it is crazy crazy
1: bullshit i've ever heard like it's laughable to the point of where you just want to cry and laugh at the same time because it's unbelievable after we really do cover all of this math stuff, like
0: we have, whenever Dom and I are together, whenever we're with the boys, we don't oh. talk about maths anymore, guys. We're talking about what we're doing now, and we're talking about the future and things that working on. If we on. do talk about it, we talk about how much of a great time we had, literally, and how grateful we are that we
1: all met, and we reflect on the positives, but not the negatives yeah. anymore. And I, the only reason that I want to address everything yes. from my point mm. of view is because I feel like I owe it to. The viewers. Mm. I think I owe it to the people that supported me with the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages Mm. on Instagram, on my Facebook, Mm. people stopping me in the street. Yeah. Everything. Okay. I owe it to you guys and I want you to know my story and Mm. how it made me feel and and my perspective. That's where we're going to leave it, guys, because episode three Mm. is where I'm unpacking and undressing the OnlyFans Mm. drama. The biggest elephant that's ever been in a room. (laughs) <laughs> is, what was the photo? Why did I have an OnlyFans account up online? Oh, my God. There was meant to be a social media sweep, but Dominica had an OnlyFans <laughs> account online. Oh, my God. <laughs> but you're going to have to wait for episode three and it is going to be juicier than any Wagyu steak you can get on the market. <laughs>
0: oh, Wagyu steak. Actually, I'd like that for <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to Sit With Us, the podcast.
0: If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for free for future episodes. Leaving a review really helps others find the podcast. And come sit with us on Instagram at Pod.
1: Sit With Us is part of the ACAST Creator Network.